Hello and welcome to episode 91 of No Low Time. My name is Obed Villas and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, No Low Time? Good to be with you again, Obed. Man, we are ready to shatter more records just like Avengers is. No Low Time is breaking records. <laughs> I know, we broke our own record. We did. So thank you guys if you actually tuned in to our previous podcast. Um, that was... Uh, uh, we we are very grateful yeah for all of your support um and, and again if you if you liked what you hear subscribe tell a friend let us know what you think send us an email no gmail.com Joel's gonna plug us at the end of the show but if you are looking to ask us anything that we think about anything that's you know going on with you know movies video games anything that you think uh just uh let us know and uh, again thank you guys for your support absolutely yeah it's great i mean you guys are, are you know your our success is as a result of you guys so we're <laughs> we're very thankful yeah absolutely joe we got a lot of stuff to talk about but before what's up man man I, I, i'm doing really good um you know i think you and i are feeling refreshed yet again um, you know, it's not, it's a good feeling. We're doing well. You look good, man. <laughs> oh yeah. That's stretching over here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, bro. Um, you know, so we, if we had nerd day, literally this last Saturday, um, it was comic book day and <laughs> day. May the 4th at this on the same day, on the same day, <laughs> same day, may the 4th be with you. We're just Star Wars day for those of you who are like, what is he talking about? And, uh, and comic book day on the same, on the same day. So, yeah, I uh, I got out there, uh, went to my local comic book shop, picked up a few different issues, got some um, Secret Wars stuff that I didn't have before, some physical copies. You know, I, I like to have digital, but it's always good to, to go and support your local shop. And I think that's the real main point of the day, right? Like to bring awareness that, you know, we love these comic book properties, but they're here because of, you know, all the great um, support and you know, uh, you know the great love of these these books by both fans, the uh, the creators, uh, everyone involved in the process. So you know, go, making sure not just to say, "Oh, I love Spider Man," but going out and actually putting your money behind it, um, you know, means a lot more. So so that's what I encourage. And, and they give away free comics, and some places advertise it as free comic book free comic day, book day, yeah. Right? But it really is comic book day. But yes, free comics are usually a part of it. So you know, you get some really cool free comics too. So that's a great thing that you know for like kids and, and for families, bring everybody along. Everybody gets two comp, free comic books free, and then it's like twenty percent off on almost any other comic, which is a great deal that you don't normally get. Um, so it, it it was a it was a lot of fun. Uh, Obed, you know it it was it was nice to spending my weekend just sitting down and reading some comics. Nice, nice, good stuff, man. Uh, I. Actually, was able to finally watch a movie that I've been wanting to see for a couple of months. So I watched the Dragon Ball Super movie, uh, oh, cool. Dragon Ball Super uh, Broly. So I got it on Blu-ray last week, and I was able to sit down and watch it over the weekend. Finally, um, it's as good as I expected it to be. I mean, I didn't expect this to be like mind blowing, and you know, it, I expected it to be good, and and it was good. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much spoilers because I know that you guys may have not seen the movie. Some of you may be interested in watching the movie. Uh, but overall, I think it was really good. Um, they, I was very concerned with a lot of the retconning that was going to happen during that movie because um, 
there was a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of the like the past uh, Planet Vegeta and and Frieza stuff that was non-canon, um, that was done outside of the of the manga canon, and 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 I was a little bit concerned that it was going to create a lot of issues, but it, it did not. It was it was pretty state for, straightforward. Um, there was a, a few things here and there that was kind of weird, but uh, but overall it didn't it didn't. Uh, diverge too much from what we already knew that had happened in in the storyline uh one one thing of nojo is that this is like straight up telling you that goku is is like it's japanese superman because it's the exact same origin story like like top to bottom uh with the only exception that right when um when and and we all know this because of you know Dragon Ball Z. I mean, it's thirty years old, so if you haven't watched it, you know what are you doing? Um, but if you if we we know that you know Verse Superman was sent to Earth and he was like super powerful since he was a baby. Uh, Goku was the opposite. He had to he had to earn his power. He has to earn uh, his strength at the end of the day, uh, and that's the main difference between between them both. He was you know a strong kid, but he wasn't super powerful. Um, and, and, and I like how they played into that, excuse me, the movie. Um, so there's a, a good half hour of exposition. Um, uh, there's about, uh, uh, 10 minutes of conflict and then there's like an hour long fight and it's just like nonstop and it is fantastic. It's like, this is crazy. This is like, okay, so if I'm watching a Dragon Ball movie, this is what I want to watch. I want to watch a long fight. And this was a long-ass fight, dude. And it was, it was crazy. It was over the top. The animation's really good, like what we saw in the trailers and whatnot. Uh, so the coloring that they used and uh, and just the overall art, art design was really nice. So, I mean, rumors are that Dragon Ball Super is going to come back in June um for for tv if that's the case i i am hoping that they keep this art design because it is really nice it's it looked it looked really really good um i did watch it in english i didn't watch the original uh uh japanese stuff my daughter wanted to watch it it's like oh let's go watch the Goku movie daddy so so i watched it in english with her uh it's and and she knows that I that I like anime because like in the mornings that's like my routine. I wake up, I get coffee, I watch at, you know Crunchyroll on my iPad for the morning. You know whatever whatever show is going on. So, um, yeah, I I really enjoyed it, man. It was really good. So I watched it. I watched the the English dub. Uh, no major issues with that. I mean, of course, uh, the English dub of Dragon Ball Z has come a long way, and and uh, you know Chris Sabat and and Sean Shem will do a great job. Uh, you know at the dub so yeah overall great i i i really liked it so pretty cool it's good stuff man yeah yeah and man uh and still uh a lot of zelda played a lot of zelda i'm in love with that game dude it's in, it's insane it's like i started lukewarm and now i'm like i'm 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 in man it's like oh it's it's incredible it's like it's i it's crazy because i i I really love when a game makes me want to think about what's coming up next and what to do, um, even if I'm not playing the game. And that's how it made me feel. So it's uh, I, I haven't felt that way since, man, probably Persona 5, maybe. Uh, so it was pretty good. Um, 
also the other thing of no Joel is that I finally got around and got uh, I have had it I, I actually bought it when it came out but didn't get a chance to play it the final DLC for Final Fantasy 15 so episode Arden uh, really good uh, again this is these are things that should have been in the main game uh, story wise right because um, the the DLC itself is fine it, it's it's competent as a DLC uh, expansion of sorts right um, and it gives you a view of things that you didn't have in the past uh, but man I think Arden's my favorite Final Fantasy villain uh, spoiler alert because you know, uh, I mean, if you watch King's Kingsclave, you watch Kingsclave. I did. So you know, so you know that Arden's not a good guy. So yeah, he is definitely my favorite. Uh, you know, Sephiroth's great, right? Um, uh, Kefka is great. All these guys are great. Gabranth is fantastic from Twelve, uh, but Arden is such a deep character, and 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 this DLC does a great job at giving him purpose and and I am really upset that the rest of the DLC was cancelled because I heard what that was gonna be and and it sounded amazing and you know I don't know if I mentioned it in the show Joe but Final Fantasy fifteen is one of my favorite games of all time and <laughs> highly recommend it. Um and I wish they could have they could have continued on uh and uh and and and, and being able to release this final uh, chapter of the game instead of being a, a novel, so uh, kind of disappointing in that in that point. But now we know what you know the true intentions behind the the main villain is, and and it's fantastic. So it's, it was really good. It was really good. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll talk Final Fantasy in a second because right now, as we speak, Final Fantasy fifteen is actually trending on Twitter. Uh, you know, on US, it was Breaking last time. Last I checked, I was like number thirteen, uh, uh, trending on the US Final Fantasy fifteen because like people realized I was like, oh wait, we did get a Final Fantasy game that was pretty good. Yeah, guys, come on, it was <laughs> it was awesome. It's the it's the Choco Bros, man. How are you I even wrong with that? I even own it, man. I love it. You do, yeah. You need to finish yeah. that game too, man. Yeah. No, I was really <laughs> close. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, the good thing is that now, now if you if you haven't finished the game right, um, with all these expansions and, oh, and updates, all yeah, yeah, all the, all these updates that um, that has been released for for the game, you know, either con be either EP content or. Uh, more story stuff that they've added. So now, now it's the perfect time because now the game's complete. Right. The, the game's there, um, and and now it's the the best time to to go around playing that play that game. Uh, I checked my my hours again. My timer still on one hundred and seventy nine hours on that game. So wow, man. I and and you know what? What you know what's crazy, Joel, is that I went in and and I uh, I played episode Arden. And I finished it, and I went back to the main game. It's like, oh, you know what? Let me go back to the main game. Let me do one of those daily things they have. And and the going back and doing a daily thing was that I spent another two hours playing and just going around and, and just doing random crap. And it's, man, I love that game. It sucks that it's not going to be complete. But you know what? I enjoyed it. Man, tears were shed, and that's what's important. So, 
Uh, yeah, well, we're going to have a, a quick update on that. But, Joel, pretty big stuff happened this week. Um, before we go into the never-ending movie lineup, uh, let's talk about Spidey, man. Um, so what do you think about that trailer? Uh, wow. Well, first of all, before I say anything, those of you that uh, did you know, did not see Avengers Endgame, hopefully you did not watch this trailer <laughs> because this trailer is full of Endgame spoilers. Uh, it, it answers a lot of questions that we had beforehand. Um, before you know, we knew what the, entirely this movie was, Far From Home, um, and it's a reconnection to Endgame. With that being said, you, you know, you might want to skip ahead a, a minute here just because I'm going to talk about this really quickly. Uh, first things first being the timeline. You know, people thought this movie might be a prequel to the uh, Infinity War or, you know, or even a prequel to Endgame. No, that's, that's not the case. You know, this movie is taking place directly after the events of Endgame. Um, you know, because people thought that whole like you know uh, scene in Infinity War where you know he's going from a field trip and then he swings right into action, you know, seeing what's what's going on with these two guys and you know showing up in in the battle right with Doctor Strange. People thought that was where this 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 far from home right was going on. This on his way to a field trip, not at all. You know, this is this is absolutely right afterwards, and and we begins with obviously the happy and and Spidey talking about the events of Endgame and, and the, the the casualties and how it affects Spidey directly, but. Man, like, <laughs> you could see just the, how wrecked, like, Spidey looks, man. Like, Peter Parker has been a changed man. And it makes sense now why, like, they even show his, you know, his, his license, uh, you know, sorry, his passport, rather. Uh, why the, the, the date is redacted on there, the issue date, just simply because it's <laughs> so long ahead in the future, 2025. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of different uh, details in this trailer that, that point directly to the events of Endgame. That's going to, from an emotional standpoint, I think really drive the heart of this movie, right? Um, it's going to probably drive the motivations behind, you know, you can't shrink back. You can't turn away. Like, he, he maybe that love of that battle that we saw even in Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire, right? Where in that movie, um, you know, Tobey Maguire, you know, that, that version of Spider-Man, rather, uh, Peter Parker debates, should he even be Spider-Man? He doesn't want to be him anymore, right? Well, in this one, it's not that necessarily he doesn't want to be him. He just wants a vacation, right? Spidey just wants to go away and... And just, just cash. Take a break. Take a break. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, like we need you. You can't, you can't just take a break like that. And, and the people who left you behind, you know, did this intentionally because they knew that you're capable, more than capable of, of saving and helping your community. So that's a great, great story overall. Um, the only thing I will say about the negative standpoint um, that I wish I didn't see in the trailer, but it's not a, it doesn't ruin the trailer by any means. It's just something that I was like, uh, I would have liked to have seen this in, in, in the movie. Is uh, the? I think I know what you're gonna say. Go go for it. Is it is it the the Hey MJ, I got something to say. Oh, you Spider Man. That was actually not too too oh, bad. Actually, uh, okay. it was it was like it was like one of those moments that I definitely on the list of like I didn't have to see that in a trailer, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I would have sure. rather seen that in the movie. Right, that would have made it more like, whoa, hey, what the heck? Because now when I see it in the movie theater, I've already seen that trailer like three, four times. Won't laugh at it the same oh, way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah laugh exactly. at it in the trailer, right? But yeah. the but the one that really stuck out to me was the multiverse name dropping with Beck. I was like, oh, he's from you know, he came in from the multiverse. I was like, I I, I liked the mystery around Mysterio, <laughs> you know, being, oh, you know, with, the, look, look at that, with, with uh, Joe from Redundancy over here. <laughs> yes, yes, using alliterations, I like my vocabulary, but yes, you know, I like, I, I liked that there wasn't a lot of, um, 
you know, a lot of guesses going around with Mysterio going into it. Like, is his powers going to be like illusion like we see in the comics or is it going to be like a little bit magical? Or I think it looks like there's a bend between like science magic, right? Or, or is he full of crap and there's no multiverse and he's just making stuff up so, so he can just feed it, you know, fit in and do his stuff. Someone else told me the exact same thing. We'll wait and see. I mean, that, yeah. that would be that would be a very interesting theory. I think that though there's a reason why the multiverse was dropped because they yeah. do specifically say Earth six one six. I heard in, in a new clip that was released, like someone put that there's, in a caption that came out. I'm like, why are the clips coming out, man? They got the, my money for this movie. <laughs> the the uh, um, the I believe it was the director confirmed that multiverse will be a thing. Uh, that that right. Beck did not say multiverse just to make stuff up. So he can get close to Nick Fury and whatever. Right. Um, so um, we're, we're assuming that uh, this is how potentially X-Men, Fantastic Four, and all these right. guys that have been missing right. are, are going to fit in now. So, um, yeah, interesting way to, to do it, right? But in my opinion, the right way to do it. Because yeah. if they want to keep some sort of continuity, yeah. that's that's the right way to do it. I agree. Uh, I agree. And, it's like yeah. And, I was and, just saying it's showing it in the trailer was the part. Oh, like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's, it's something that got fans really excited, too, though. Yeah. Uh, and, and they wanted to, fans wanted to speculate. And you, you know you know how fans are. They want to dissect these trailers and, and, and do this crazy analysis and, and, be, and be wrong about a lot of things because that's usually how it goes. Yes. Um, but it, I I thought it was it was good like like not 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 nudge you know it's like oh okay like the casual fans are not gonna probably process the the entire uh, uh, the, the the entire I would say severity of the multiverse right uh, but us fans will and and we'll you know we'll get it right away and and again I know that we'll we'll talk about it here in a, in a couple of minutes but there there has to be a way for Marvel to incorporate. Uh, there's other properties that they now have the ability wow. to put in, inject into the MCU without killing the continuity in the world that they already build. So, if you ask me, this is the correct way of doing it. I agree, uh, and they can yeah. even can even retcon some stuff even with you know from Endgame with certain characters. I'm not saying that you know people's exactly. deaths would happen, but you know maybe you didn't like this depiction of that thing. Well, now there's this other version of the person in another. Uh, yeah. Universe. I don't know. Yeah, that was the the, the thing with Endgame, and and I I can't I can't remember if it was you or or another coworker that I mentioned this to. It was like no, it it, it was you. I, I think it mentioned it to you as well. But there there were certain things on Endgame that to me felt sort of lazy, and, and there's a lot of plot holes and whatnot. Yeah, oh yeah. And I think that the all that was was intentional. Oh, uh, I agree. Yeah, and and that you know because they wanted to leave it open, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open in a way that they can go anywhere they want without, you know, having to to retcon too much. So, yeah, uh, yeah. It looked it looked great though. Oh, like the, I, they the, got the, my money the, right away. I already yeah, reserved yeah, my yeah. ticket. <laughs> yeah, the trailer looked looked great. Mysterio looks spot on, perfect. It, it's yeah, it looks it looks really good. Uh, the black suit looks good, and of course, you know, uh, Iron Spider still around and and whatnot. So. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one, man. I'm actually more excited for this one than uh, Homecoming. Um, oh, sure. Be- just because, just because this is like what's gonna happen next, right? And right. This is the one that, um, based on what Disney's or Marvel has said, will be the one that brings everything together and and 
and we'll you know basically close this phase, uh, and we'll go into phase four That's right. with stuff that we don't know what it is because no. So this is another great move, right? That's because right. Because this is this is Marvel, or in this case, the entirety of Disney because this this affects yes. everything. Um, this is them keeping keeping the doors open to anything they want to do for the next six years and and not have fans go crazy with speculation and putting timelines together and all this stuff. Uh, but Joel Disney went ahead and released uh, a bunch of stuff, a bunch of dates, uh, a bunch of delays and other things uh, that, that we're going to probably make some fun of here in a second. Yeah. Uh, but let's start, let's start since we're we're talking Spidey. Let's go ahead and talk about Marvel. So uh, they've announced pretty much two Marvel movies from na- a year from now until 2025, right? That's right. Yep. Uh, and none of these movies are titled. All so of them are untitled. All all of them are, are untitled. The speculation is that one of the 2021 ones is going to be Guardians Volume Three because okay. they start shooting early next year. Um, and Black Panther 2 could be one of the late ones for either next year or 2021. So, yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, it sounds like Guardians and the Black Widow movie are going to be pushed pretty early. I know that they've pretty much all but figured out their cast and the stories were written for the Black Widow movie. So they'll probably put that down in the earlier slates with Guardians, of course, being the one. Black Panther, like you're saying, is going to be pushed really quickly, too, with the amount of money they made from from the first one. They're going to want to make sure they get that out there while it's hot. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel's going to probably be pushed really hard now, too, because of the, the massive success that they had there. And then the other ones become, is it your 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 usual suspects? Is it the Doctor Strange 2, is this, which has also been talked about? So there's, there's rumors out there that the next storyline is going to have Brother Voodoo being a, a major character in the film. Where's Shuma? Yeah, I know. I know. We'll, I don't know. We'll see. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of different stuff going on there, but that that would be the stuff we would suspect. But you and I now start to talk about okay, there's definitely bigger things at play, and I think this is where we start talking about that wiggle room from Endgame, mm-hmm. uh, where you know, is Galactus going to be a part of the next phase? You know, is Namor going to be a part of the next phase? Is the X-Men going to be a part of the next phase? How quickly is that going to be shuffled in? Is it going to be at the end? Is it going to be in the middle? Uh, Obed, I think they'll try and do it sooner than later because I think this is going to set up their next large storyline. And it wouldn't even shock me. I'm not saying this is the case. This is just me throwing stuff out there. But it wouldn't even shock me if the Rooster Brothers are going to come back for the X-Men connection to the Avengers at some point. Um, just because of how well they did with from Civil War to a movie like Endgame of how they brought so many characters together in a yeah. great uh, cohesive storyline. And they did make it clear, like, we have no um, scheduled projects with Marvel, but they didn't say they would not come back to Marvel, right? There's a, there's a difference there. So so that that's kind of where I speculate with all those dates. I don't know about you, Abed. Um, yeah, I, I, I think so too. I think that we're – and again um, – Dark Phoenix is going to be very telling uh, because that movie may or may not be now connected. That movie went through reshoots early, even this year, right? They yeah. they, they went through some reshooting at the, uh, at the beginning of this year. 
Uh, movie's been pushed back for over seven months. Um, at this point, I'm I'm pretty sure that there has to be some sort of connection with the MCU at the end of this movie. Um, if if not, and and if they want to just go ahead and straight up reboot it, then I'm out, my th- thoughts is is probably going to be like a summer 2022 for for the next x-men yeah yeah uh, for like a rebooted x-men um yeah i mean i can see where a lot of the pieces were together right you know the, the guardians 3 again uh black panther and and cat marvel doctor strange uh i don't know if you saw joel that there's a new fantastic four comic book and mr fantastic looks just like john krasinski i know from I the office fame and and uh and, and the funny thing is that John Krasinski auditioned for Captain America. That's right. Uh well originally when uh when the role was up for grabs. So it's I, I yo Joel, if you ask me straight up, that's the perfect choice for Oh for I, for Mr. Fantastic. I completely agree. He looks like him. He I think people take the character more serious, even though yeah. yes, he's done comedic stuff. But I'm just saying, like I think people will look at him in a more serious way because people don't realize Mr. Fantastic is not as goofy as the older movies that we saw. I mean, he's a part of the original Marvel Illuminati, so he's one of the most yeah, powerful seriously. characters in the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah, dude. And it's like might as well just just uh, cast Emily Blunt as Sue Storm. Oh, and that just, would be awesome. And just get it over with, right? Oh, my it's like, goodness. Can there even be more chemistry on screen, dude? <laughs> I mean, oh, isn't that like so the... talented. Oh, yeah, isn't that like the obvious choice, man? Oh, my goodness. So that would be that would be like... That would be like dream scenario, right? For Fantastic Four. Right. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, Batista's already Drax, so we can't cast him as the thing. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. I, but I'm pretty sure that, that we can find... Uh, a, uh, a a decent um you know Ben Grimm. Although I will say I, I've I have talked really bad about that Fantastic Four movie that came the last one Fantastic. that came out. Yeah, I think that's even worse <laughs> than the old uh, early two thousand series ones, in my opinion. Uh, but but I think the one of the positives was how the thing his appearance looked, his the CGI and how the thing looked in that one. So whoever they get okay. may not be too, as long as it's a good actor. But if they give that same kind of style, that I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah, because they can they can pull off the CG now. Like it was a problem yeah, back good. at the beginning of the two thousands where you have questionable <laughs> CG, like you know the Rock and and the Mobby two and and all this stuff. Uh, so yeah, uh, if even if you know if it's a good actor, even if it doesn't look like the thing, as long as you know he's a good Ben Grimm, I, right. I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, Johnny Storm, on the other hand. Uh, That's tough. Uh, Chris Evans was a good Johnny Storm, I think. <laughs> But I don't think it's gonna do the multiverse thing where like, you know, it's like, hey, you look just like someone I know, or you know. Uh, but that that's a yeah. tougher role, though. Yeah. Uh, I I hope that they don't get uh, you know creative like they like what they did with Fan Stick, which again, uh, nothing against right. No. Uh, but it changes but, the dynamic when you have not not exactly like, like you have adopted family versus actual like you know if you're whichever route you're going to take you got to make sure you keep the the family aspect of Fantastic Four. It's yeah, because it's very important. Thing. It's, it's yes. very important to the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and man, and if they cast like you know Brian Cranston as Doctor Doom or something, he's uh, too probably too old. But screw it, put him on a costume. Don't care. Like it looked just fine to me, <laughs> uh, but it, it's exciting because it's we don't know what's coming, right? 
So right. we got to wait like six months in advance to find out what's coming out. Uh, or Comic-Con or, That's or, or a specific you. event. Yeah, you know, I think Comic-Con's going to be like 2014 Comic-Con where they just start dumping all these movies. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, also, Joe, we have the confirmation that they're uh, moving ahead with the new Star Wars trilogy that the uh, Game of Thrones uh, showrunners are going to do, David Benioff and D.B. Wise. So that's confirmed to be the next Star Wars trilogy. That's right. First one coming out 2022, then 2024 and 2026 for that. Uh, again, rumors are the, that this is going to be based on Old Republic stuff. Uh, that would be a nice change of pace from the from the current, you know, uh, because, you know, the Skywalkers and Han Solo are not the only thing that happens in the Star Wars universe, right? We all know that. Um I would like to see them explore like a young Yoda or things like they have, they have, we haven't seen yet. Um, so I am looking forward to that. Of course. I mean, come on Star Wars. It gives them a great opportunity to connect to the prequels. And there are plenty of people out there who really like the prequels. There's a lot of people out there who, yeah, they're happy with, um, you know, with, with the, a new route or the route that these the new trilogy has kind of connected to the original trilogy. But there are people out there who was like, wait, I like, why isn't this stuff with the prequels? Why isn't there more of this, that, and the other? Well, with the Old Republic, they can kind of blend some of these styles together but do it in a really uh, nice way these are really uh, interesting storytellers and, and world builders uh, in the Weiss, Weiss and um, uh, this other gentleman's name forgive me I'm forgetting at the moment uh, David Benioff Benioff yep yeah. Benioff and Weiss yep so these so they're, they're really gonna put together you know an interesting universe I can't wait to see Old Republic being a great piece of history um, to dive into especially when you get into the original rule of two right like that's gonna be Really awesome with Darth Bane. Hopefully, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff there that gets this nerd excited. There's um, a lot of potential for sure. There's a lot of potential there. Now, yeah. the thing that sticks out to me, Obed, I don't, I'm sure you may have heard this, but uh, the Ryan Johnson stuff, uh, you know, from from some places I've heard, he has nothing planned right now with Disney. Yes, he, he was supposed to be doing his own trilogy, but people who have had direct communication on the Disney side that supposedly um you know are aware of what's going on disney is not putting him on the slate at all which has me um believing that they're not entirely sure yet if they want to go the route that they originally had planned with him that and i don't think it's necessarily a slight on him as a director i think it just it's just you know we talked about you know star wars fatigue, fatigue and different yeah. conversations that have been going on mm-hmm. it's like let's just let's just take one step at a time instead of start green lighting like you know five different projects Let's just one step at a time. So I think that that's a good way to go. But yeah, yeah. Star, more Star Wars, plenty of time to breathe. And it, it will be here in 2022. It's not like the, we as long as we had to wait from the uh, the prequels to the, where we are now, right? Where that was 2012 and, and uh, Revenge of the Sith came out in... 2005, yeah, 2005. Yeah. That was that was a long time of a break. So at least now, you know, we're, we're not going to have to wait that long. Just a little bit of a break. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's 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 fine. Two years is it's good, and we get the Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. In the meantime, we're gonna have the Disney Plus, uh, you know, stuff out there, Mandalorian and Clone Wars and and all the yeah. the uh, you know uh, a program that Disney putting is putting on Disney Plus. So I, I th- again curious to see what this is actually gonna be. Um, 
hoping again that they go in a very interesting route I know that we're all fatigued. Speaking of Star Wars, Joel, uh, I did share that reimagined Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader uh, fight scene in the Death Star. What do you think of that, man? Bro, I will never look at that scene the same. I, every time we, we've watched it you know, now, we've thought to ourselves, well, imagine if that would have been you know done today with the technology today. That would have been an amazing battle. But they, these guys, however they did their the visual effects of the mapping, you know, for you know for Obi Wan and, and and obviously the recreation of Darth Vader, just and the, the timing at the end, you know, you were my brother, Anakin, just it be was the chosen really good. one. The feels so good. I recommend you guys go ahead and check this out. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was fantastic. I was watching it at work actually, and I was like tearing up. I was like, "Oh crap!" I was like, I'm tearing up over here. Uh, it was, why is Obit like, crying on his lunch break? <laughs> why am I crying right now? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, man. Um, but yeah, you guys, if you if you haven't seen it, uh, absolutely check it out. Uh, Joe, the last uh, the last thing that that I just want to talk uh, on the Disney end. I, of course, we're gonna get more Pixar. Uh, there's a you know a new Indiana Jones in the works uh, on schedule for apparently 2021. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they are cutting back on the Fox releases to uh, about six movies a year. So they are definitely uh, managing that. Uh, of course, as part of the Fox. Acquisition Disney now owns Blue Sky Animation, uh, makers of um, Ice Age. So um, yeah, it's uh, they they have a lot of stuff. But Joel, one of the big things uh, and uh, the the price trophy that Endgame is after uh, is Avatar, and they have said that uh, Avatar the Avatar sequel will be delayed to twenty twenty two. Um, I I don't care. I I really don't care, man. I think that I appreciate the first the Avatar for what it is, right? The first Avatar movie. Uh, it's basically a a modern telling of the tale of Pocahontas, in essence. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it, but I, but I really don't care. They can they can delay it to twenty thirty, and I'll. Uh, <laughs> I, I really don't care, man. I know that there's gigantic nerds out there, and and there's people. Do you remember that there was people thinking that Pandora was a real place, and they wanted to yeah. build a spaceship to go to Pandora? And uh, 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 I don't, I don't care. I, I really don't care. <laughs> this so, movie was fine, but yeah, no, no, I, I don't think there, there's any rush like to put it out there. I mean, Disney's doing just fine. However. People have to look at it from a business standpoint. You know, they Avatar has obviously <laughs> destroyed the box office. Now Endgame's gonna beat it, and rightfully it should. Uh, it's funny because James Cameron's the guy who came out and made some very um, smart remarks about uh, Marvel, Marvel heroes and their, their films. And now the the Avengers are about to beat it, right? So yeah. well, that that's that's pretty interesting stuff. Regardless. Um, you know, it's a property that made a ridiculous amount of money. You don't just make that much money and never make another one of those movies. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> so it's gonna happen. It's been, it's been ten years, dude. It's been since, ten years since Avatar, yeah. But the, like, usually when we hear stuff like this, so bad, like if we're talking about video games being delayed or different stuff. Like usually we'll be like, mm, I'm not even sure this thing's gonna even happen. However, 
Um, they did already shoot this movie, this the second one, the sequel. Yeah, see, that, that um, was some, it's already wrapped up. Yeah, yeah, they already wrapped I, that. I up. think they, they they I think they filmed two, two, two and three. Yeah, they filmed two or three already. Yeah, yeah, they've already filmed those movies, and I think a lot of people forgot or maybe don't even know that because, like you said, do they even care about what's happening here? But um, but with that being said, like I like that they actually made it like a Christmas thing. Like that's a good time of the year. Like so, it's gonna be like consecutive Christmases, just continuing the story, um, and I think like that's gonna that's gonna benefit them because you know they get, have enough time as technology is going on. You know the the, the motion capture, all this stuff. They can really refine it. I mean, <laughs> movies like Black Panther, movies like The Avengers, whatever. Like the reason why they they get um, you know certain recognition is because they have to take a lot of time on the the post. Uh, effects on those post vids you know on on these these movies and i think that's actually going to become the longer aspect of creating films in the future i think it's like you can you know film actors and, and get actors to do their stuff but you know to make these movies really come alive you got to spend a lot of time doing the visual effects and and avatar is known for its visual effects so you can't just crank them out as quickly as you would any other you know film so it's fine no nothing to worry about it, it will happen Five films is a lot. <laughs> Five Avatar films is a lot, but I don't, we'll see. I don't know why, dude. It's like until twenty twenty seven. It's James for, Cameron. I, That's why. Oh my god. Yeah. It's like I know it's James Cameron, but I, I don't think it's that great either. Ooh, ooh, oh, oh. That's that sounds like a a, a, a special episode right there. <laughs> talking about, oh, talking about boy. Oh boy, you guys are gonna take away my nerd card. <laughs> Holy crap! Well, to be honest with you, Joe, yes. he did direct Terminator and Terminator Two. The Terminator, the first Terminator, I like more than than two. Everyone fawns on two. No, one Terminator really Two, one to me, man, top ten for sure. Favorite movies ever. That movie is phenomenal. So. Um, but but I think I think James K. I, I I have nothing against his work. No. I just think he's a little pretentious, and that's you know just my opinion. So. Good, good choice of words. Yeah yeah, it's my opinion. So I can say whatever I want. Uh, Joe PlayStation, we got some news that broke today. Uh, right. There was a uh, state of play event, and there was uh, two things that I just want to talk about. Actually, three things uh, that came out of that event. The biggest one, of course. Being the confirmation that the Final Fantasy VII remake is not dead, it's coming out apparently soon. Uh, they did they released a short uh, trailers about a minute and a half, uh, and they said more news coming in June. I'm assuming that's gonna be on their June 10th E3 event, um, and they uh, they tw- they they posted on their Twitter on, on their Twitter account that. They're ramping up to release. And so, okay. So what we've seen so far about this game in, in all of the trailers that we've seen since 2015, it's been basically uh, the events of Midgard. I think that this game is probably going to be split in three parts. It's going to be Midgard, what happens outside of Midgard, outside the walls, basically, or you know how they... Uh, how they say in the game, if I'm not wrong, uh, when you leave Midgard, you know, you they tell they say about how they're outside the walls. Um, and then there's uh, there's a pivotal moment outside of the walls that goes into the final 
uh, sequence. So I, in my opinion, Joel, I think this game is going to be split in three parts and we're going to get Midgard first. Um, uh, my, the, the way they, they, they posted it on the, uh, or they presented it on the state of play is that this is for sure a PS4 game. My, in my opinion, this is going to be a, a cross gen PS4, PS5 game. This game is going to probably going to come out, uh, summer next year to late next year. Um, and it will be a PS4 game, but it will also be enhanced to take advantage of the power of whatever the next console is. So, um, really excited because Final Fantasy VII is, is, is a fantastic game. Um, I'm, I'm, I really want to relive the, the story because the story is really good. Uh, the the game itself, if you go back and play the PS1 version, uh, it, it definitely has not aged well. If it wasn't for the story, um, you know, the to keep you enga- engaged, um, I, I don't think that overall is probably going to be a, a very enjoyable experience because it just hasn't aged very well. Uh, also, I do have a, a really gigantic problem with that, with not, not with that, but with fans necessarily because... Um, I did see a lot of people. It's like, well, this is not what I was expecting. I was like, what were you expecting? Oh, the, I was expecting the Final Fantasy VII, but with really cool graphics. It's like, do you want the same game with cool graphics? Do you want the same thing, but just made it look better? And they're just giving you a, a, a brand new, completely from the ground up experience. Yeah. And you still want to play the old game? Just play the old game. I mean... And 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 that's a problem that we have with fans, and we've had it with the Star Wars fans, of course. Uh, we've talked about the man babies, so now we're gonna go about the 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 little Final Fantasy man babies over here. And uh, no, stop it! Make new, fresh stuff. Retell the story in a brand new way. That to me means more than having to replay through the entirety of Final Fantasy VII as it was in the past. So um, I think that. Uh, Square Enix is making the right choices. Uh, there's some hints to the battle system because they did show some gameplay, and it looks like it's going to be basically a hybrid of Kingdom Hearts with Final Fantasy 15, and uh, and I'm really excited for that. So I really want to see more of this game, Joe. Yeah, uh, I- I'm happy about this news. It's good news. Uh, you know, you and I talked about this offline for a while. We're like, yeah, this is probably what they're gonna they're gonna announce at the state of play. They're gonna show us some more gameplay here of it. Since it's been a while since we've heard or seen anything from it. But with with all that being said, though, like, I, the believe it or not, the weight on this game doesn't um, didn't concern me or make me um, you know think negatively towards this game at all. I mean, it's it's a remake, right? Like, <laughs> if you really really are crazy about this, like you said, you can always just go ahead and play the PS One game. Like, it's been out since 1987. But yeah, with that being said, it is still a remake, so it's not the exact same thing as coming for, coming to fruition later on. Yeah, yeah, and they have that that improved version that's on PS4 that has trophies and it has you know higher resolution graphics and whatnot, uh, it ha- and it has like quality of life improvements and and all that stuff. So, you know, again, it's the you know man babies, me man babies, and just just looking for something to cry about at the end of the day. And you know, uh, there's really important things to cry about. Like I'm subscribing from a certain YouTube channel. Uh, that I am not going to mention. Uh, <laughs> you guys do your research. Wink, wink. 
yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're you're right. I mean, the, this this type of outcry is the kind of like stuff where it's like it's almost like the the kid that's like upset because his food's not ready at the moment, the exact moment that his stomach grumbles. I mean, that's basically how some people are. It's like I want this game and I want it right now. It's like, well, I yeah. mean. You you've been fed before, like we've got you've got we've got the the last game. It's not like you've never had this and never played this. You know, it's just it's just it's a remake. It's coming. Don't yeah, worry. It's like the people that wanted you look to grab his lightsaber on the Last Jedi and and just started you know cutting the uh, 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 the uh, the First Order one stormtrooper at a time until there's no one left. <laughs> you know, it's like freaking bloodbath over here. And you know, guys, come on. Uh, there's there's more to it, right? There's more to yeah. it. Yeah, you don't you don't need a one hour fight like in Dragon Ball Super Broly for everything. Not everything has to be that, right? There's certain things that you can actually get away with like that, right? Uh, but in some cases, I would rather experience this game with uh, a fresh take on the you know uh, the story and give me the story, feed me the story, um, and and give me a fresh game. Um, Final Fantasy VII is a product is a product of its time. Um, you know the game is twenty three years old. You're not. Why would I play a game that feels that it's twenty three years old? I want to play a game that that feels new, um, and that I appreciate Square Enix for being bold enough to to do something like this. And I am very excited. I agree. So yeah. Uh, the other big thing, kind of, if you are into PS1 classics, Medieval, the Medieval remix coming out October 25th. Uh, of course, Medieval being a uh, PS1 classic um, that it's, uh, it's basically a, a, an action-adventure sort of game. Uh, has a very uh, unique art style, uh, more in the vein of... Uh, um, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, that sort of uh, type of art style. Um, it looks really, it looks okay. I mean, it looks fine. Uh, I'm not, not, you know, it doesn't move my needle, but I'll, uh, you know, sure. If you're into medieval, I'm, I'm good. I guess you're really excited. So uh, that's the only other big thing, and of course we do have uh, a uh, a new special edition PS4 console, Gunmetal. Beautiful. Yeah, Gunmetal Gray. It looks real nice. Um, that's coming out, or not Gunmetal Gray, but they're calling it like Steel or something yes. like that. Uh, for the uh, Days of Play, that's coming out in June. Uh, Joel, the Disney property is getting a game, The Predator. <laughs> it's, it is a Disney property because it it's owned by Fox. That's right. So The Predator is getting a game. It's an asymmetrical, uh, asymmetrical multiplayer shooter uh, coming for PS4. Uh, and uh, that was that was pretty much it. I mean, there was a, a, a couple of things here and there, but uh, nothing too exciting in you know other than Final Fantasy. That was to be, of course, the big thing. And um, yeah, that's uh that's what we got for that. Also in PS4 news, Joe, uh, EA Access is finally coming to PS4. Um, not that I'm super excited for it, right? But uh, but it is a service that's available on other platforms. You know, it's been available on Xbox for five years now. Uh, it's available on PC. Um, there's, uh, we're not sure how this is going to work, right? Because I don't know if you pay for your PC subscription, if it's valid for PS4. We, apparently we still there's an additional fee that's going to be added on. There's an additional fee. fee, okay. Apparently. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, that makes sense. 
Like if you just wanted to add a separate console, you just pay kind of like Netflix. If you want to do, if you want to do the yeah. 4K, you just play the extra exactly. three bucks a month. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's a service, of course, with EA play, uh, with EA access. You can play EA games uh, early. Uh, of course, you can do their early access uh, program and and do this other stuff. Um, again. Nothing, nothing that you know gets me too too excited. Uh, there's a, there's a concern that there's games on EA Access that are on the on Xbox more specifically that are available through the Xbox um, backwards compatibility uh, that are most likely not going to be available on PS4, uh, and that is a concern. You know uh, when when it comes to just the value of uh, uh, of the service itself uh but yeah it's something that's you know if you're into ea games if you're into madden or battlefield or you know any of the big ea franchises this is something that mm, you may be interested in uh, i'm not necessarily too excited i would probably spend my money on something else but uh but it's there if you want to take advantage of it now on ps4 coming this july so there you go yeah the price is not terrible if you're if you're somebody who um is a big fan of ea properties like that's basically who it's going after if you're someone that you can look at your library or look at the list of upcoming games and say i'm going to buy a lot of ea games you know maybe probably somewhere more than four ea games for the year um this makes sense because of what's what's included with it, right but but yeah for the average person you'll probably just want to just flat out buy the game um, if you're really going to be invested in it. it, it's it's another option. I'm glad that PlayStation yeah. has it as an option, just like Xbox does. So it's it's there. I'm, I don't know how successful it was on Xbox. I'll, I'll be curious to see how it is on on PlayStation. I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean the only EA games that I'm interesting interested in right now is the Star Wars games. I mean, yeah, there's nothing same. else EA that's interesting to me, uh, unless they come out with a good Need for Speed. That would be the only thing. Um, it's thirty dollars for the year. Yeah, it's not bad. Which I is mean, not bad. Think about five dollars a month. Yeah, right. Think about it. you might spend sixty bucks to get a physical copy of one of those new games. So it's not, you know, it's it's not bad. Yeah, it's not it's not awful, right? Yeah, there's worse ways to spend money. Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're spending your money on other stuff. Exactly. Uh, but it's a, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's good that it's now available on PS4. Um, you know, it's long overdue in my opinion uh based you know based on on the amount of ps4s that are out there compared to um xboxes of course uh it's a no-brainer to have a service like this on pc so uh just to see it coming to ps4 you know something you know i guess value added for the system it's a uh, it's a good thing to see so yeah um yep yeah, um you know if they if they do like a like a free trial or something i may just check it out but it's probably not going to be um, for me. Uh, Joel, the last bit of news, and uh, this may be a little bit controversial, so I'm going to try and tiptoe around certain things in this story. Um, but the uh, guys behind League of Legends, Riot Games, um, it, it has been long known. Uh, I've known about this sort of thing for, for a long time now. Uh, that it's a you know boys will play sort of place and uh, you know 
people are sometimes not treated with the respect they should be treated with and um, uh, amongst other things. Oh, sure. Um, so this week, Joel, we finally got uh, employees of uh, the, the company um, basically had enough and uh, they... Uh, they they staged a, a walkout. Uh, all employees went pretty much outside of the company and did not work, um, because of the uh, 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 they they there's a, a a legal agreement when you when you uh, uh, when you join the company that's basically like a, a, a lit uh, an arbitration agreement in essence, um, and uh, there's a, a lot of people that are going against the company for things that have happened to them while working with riot and, and they can't sue, they can't do anything even, even though they were mistreated, even though there's evidence, uh, there's nothing they can do because of this arbitration agreement. Um, so Riot games employees just took it to themselves and, um, and, and they went to, uh, and they did a walkout. They, um, they, they basically seized operations uh, in support of those employees and uh, against the company, uh, the company's arbitration or mandatory arbitration uh, um, uh, laws or, or, or rules that are within the company. So, Joel, uh, this is again going back to well, we we've talked about it for a few weeks now. That um, there has to be something that that developers can do there has to be something that employees of pub major publishers i mean we're not talking about you know uh joe schmo's uh game shack over here this is riot games this is league of legends this was the number one game in the world for years um why not treat people with the respect they deserve and why not make it a, a make it a, a a pleasant work environment why does it have to be toxic why are we still getting all these horror stories from all these gaming companies from here and from japan and uh now with uh uh this guy's in france the uh the david cage studio uh over in france uh quantic dream uh you know we're getting horror stories of people that have worked at these places and and they say it's insane uh uh even city project uh red you know the guys behind the witcher series um, about not not necessarily the environment being hostile, but you know the long work hours and not being able to go home, and uh, and then in the case of Raya, just people just being mistreated, mistreated and harassed. Um, I, you know, as as and I'm not a big fan of the term gamer, Joe, and I've been saying this. I I, I you know I I consider myself someone that that loves video games and have a passion for video games and consider video games as art. Uh, and, and, you know, art has a, has its price. Uh, you know, that's, uh, it's blood, sweat, and tears. It's just like making a, 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 a good movie and just making a sculpture or making a painting. Uh, it's in the same vein, uh, except you have hundreds and hundreds of people working to achieve this goal. Um, much like a movie, but in some terms even more complex because movies are not interactive why 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 are we still having this sort of problems joe and it it concerns me because i want to see video games evolve into something higher uh i i know that 
you know, we've talked about The Last of Us at Nauseam, but, you know, I consider The Last of Us one of the one of the pinnacles of gaming where it blurs the line between uh, movies and games. Um, and, and we see how fantastic everyone, you know, how everyone that worked on that project shows the passion and, and it's and it's contempt with what they've achieved. But then we see stories like this come out and where, where's the disconnect? I mean, why are some studios better than others? And it seems to be like studios that make more money. The more money they make, the worse they are to work for. To work for. You know, we get Riot and Epic and all these other studios, the big studios that uh, EA with, you know, some bunch of other problems. Um, and and I'm, I, I can I can rant on because uh, I'm I'm very passionate about this. But um, why can't we? Why, why can't not not we? Because we're not in the industry. You know, we're we're outsiders looking in. Uh, but at the same time, we're very passionate for this. Um, but why can't uh, the industry as a whole just uh, come uh, create some common ground and um, and, and, and protect their employees. I mean, why does it have to be a Konami, you know, Kojima horror scenario? Why does it have to be, um, you know, a Riot Games, the CFO going around and farting in people's faces? Because that's part of the story, right? Uh, why why do they have to be like this? Why not treat, treat people with the respect they deserve and, uh, and try to elevate the art form instead of just holding it back? Uh, so my concern, Joel, just going back at it is um, because of all those problems that we're seeing, uh, gaming may hit a wall uh, in the near future where uh, we're going to be getting less and less innovative projects and, and big projects that will blur the line of the art form. So, Ben, I, I, I mean, again, I can I can go and talk about this for for a while but what do you think about this whole debacle man it's it's just bonkers to me yeah i think um i'll be as, as careful as i can talking about this but i but i do want to hit on the fact that um you know like we're talking about this just because it, you know riot right now is in the headlines but like you were been alluding to there's a lot of other major um, entities uh, and businesses that that have had the same thing in this same uh, space, uh, you know, in the same industry, right? Or we're talking about the the, the gaming space. Um, but you know, like the actions taken by the employees, the um, you know, the mass walkout that was um, you know documented now in in the in the news. Um, you know, we've also saw this happen at places like Google. Uh, or in November, I think over 20,000 um, staff members just walked out of some, some of their offices. Uh, stuff like this definitely sends a message. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very calm way of doing it. Uh, and I do think that when messages are sent, they're also received. Um, and so hopefully on the receiving end, right, like people kind of want to disassociate with past negative news and disassociate with uh, other um, you know current negative headlines that are going around and hopefully say like how can we completely change the narrative and not just do that in a sense of um, 
you know, all this is not true, do in a sense of like, no, we, we recognize that there's things people aren't happy with. How can we put our, our, our people that, that they feel um, confident backing the, a true change behind us? And, and I do think that that is coming. I do think that there's, that is a shift. I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm positive. I think when, when, when things like this happen, like we're talking about with the, these staff members, I do think that, that that only helps at the end of the day. Um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, the bigger you are as an organization, sometimes there, there's going to be things that slip by or things that you just might overlook and say, we've got bigger fish to fry, bigger, um, things to work on, bigger financial deals to make, whatever that might look like. Um, so something like this, you know, when something like this happens, it makes them be forced to take notice. And then it becomes a priority, right? So hopefully, um, positive news comes out of out of this, um, and hopefully, other people take notice. Not just we're talking about riot, but there's other places, so that way they're not in the same headlines um, for similar things. Yeah, well, I mean, we've seen it again this week with Gearbox. Gearbox have been in <laughs> in the news for a couple of months now. Yes. I've been avoiding talking about it because it's it. It, it's it's also sort of sensitive. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and yeah, I, I really don't want to dive too deep into that stuff in the podcast. I, we, we're trying to keep it positive, guys. We, yeah. We're trying to, uh, you know, we, we pick stories that, that we think will will make your day better. But sometimes we just need to talk about this stuff. And, yeah. you know, like like we, we talked about Me Too a little bit back when, when this Absolutely. all was happening. And, um, you know, give, give you guys our opinion and, yeah. you know. I I just think that we uh, we we, sh- we should appreciate people and 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 appreciate people that are in this industry because they're not in this industry just to find a job. People that are into gaming and want to get jobs in gaming are are very passionate people. They're just not in it because they like they're not in it to make a paycheck. Uh, this guys, you know, if I want, if if this guys want to make bank paycheck, they can just go to Best Buy, you're gonna go to Target and, and work, but they choose to be in the industry because they're passionate. Um, and, and I and I and I think and I and, I, and I'm a firm believer that uh, that this company, especially gaming companies, should uh, um, should appreciate the passion that uh, some of the employees bring into their. Uh, uh, to to the uh, to whether it be a studio or a publisher or uh, or a, a a site like uh, like I don't know like GameSpot or or Polygon or whatever um, you know even if they're wrong right because sometimes you know I've said it a thousand times on the podcast sometimes Polygon puts pieces in Kotaku even puts pieces out there that I know you know sound they sometimes feel like hit pieces but you know I like to keep an open mind. But I I just believe uh, I'm a firm believer that uh, that if you if you treat someone with, res- with respect you earn that respect back and um, you know I hope that there's a shift in the industry uh, for the better and and I'm glad that a lot of this stuff is coming to light now uh, and and I'm hoping that and then that there's a, 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 a you know a shift on how things are being done how games are being developed and how the staff is being treated more importantly. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping for the best with this whole thing. Uh, this is probably not going to be the last time we talk about this sort of shenanigans, but, uh, we just wanted to, uh, give you guys our, our opinion on this Joe, but that is what I got. 
I don't know if you have anything else, sir. No, man. Um, you know, we we will be standing by and watching as the Avengers continue to make history. So I'm pretty excited to watch it unfold. Oh, but I even got plans to see that movie again. Uh, oh boy! In, in the coming <laughs> days. So it look it's it's history in the making, right? When Avatar came out, it had a a very um. It stood time because people felt like they could rewatch it and have that big screen experience, right? The way the 3D was done. I think that's what, what we saw at Endgame. So pretty excited to see that history unfold. But, guys, uh, thank you again for taking time out of your day to listen to us here on our show. We hope for you guys to consistently come back and tune in and listen to our next episode. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed to our show. Go ahead and subscribe to the audio podcast version on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Also, make sure to give us a follow on social media at No Low Time. It's at No Low Time, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Uh, make sure to send any feedback that you might have to our email, nolowtime at gmail.com. That's nolowtime at gmail.com. We welcome feedback. We appreciate your feedback. We thank you for your support. Uh, we look forward to talking with you guys at our next episode. Until next time, see ya. Thank you guys again, and keep an eye out for that episode 100. We may do something special, so uh, we will see you again next time.